Hello, welcome to the Arts and Learning Conservatory monthly masterclass series, where we invite industry professionals to share their knowledge and make artistic learning more accessible. If you'd like to learn more or sign up to join our next masterclass live, please visit us at artsandlearning.org. A self-tape basically is when there's an audition for either a theater show or uh, a commercial or a movie or a TV show, a casting director, the person in charge might send out, send you an email that says, here's the script that we have. And I'd like you to put it on film on like record it and then send it over so we can see what you have. So it's like, instead of, driving all the way to an office and saying and doing the lines for them. You just do it in the comfort of your own home, which is really cool because you can take your time. You can uh, really put out your best because I've had auditions in the room where you leave and you go, man, that was horrible. I did not do my best. Um, And that could be because of nerves or you just messed up on some words. Um, But the cool thing about self tapes is that, you can look your absolute best. So um, step one, you might be asking, do I need like a really expensive camera? You don't. Um, You have a phone. Uh, Most of us have phones or have access to a phone. These shoot in um, super high quality. There are full length feature movies that you would see like in a movie theater that are being shot on iPhones now, which is just insane. So we have more power in our pocket than was on the space shuttle that went to the moon. Um, so if you want, like the further you get, of course, yes, you start, you can start looking up and investing in like a better camera, but you really don't even need it right now. So that's step one. And with that, you want to always shoot horizontally this way. You never want to shoot it like this because then when you see the video, it's going to be really small. So you always want to shoot it horizontal, that nice long rectangle shape. And then when you have it, you can buy a little tripod. Do you guys know what tripods are? It's like a little thing that has three legs that'll hold it. You can buy one that'll hold it just like this. Or if you don't, if you don't do that, just lean it on some books or something. Just make sure it's nice and level and not like tilted or like leaning. Just a nice, easy square shot. Oh yeah, look at that. Max got one right there. Perfect. Yep, that's awesome. They even have ones that are even more simple that are like $5, just click it in. So that's that part. Um, so at any time, if you feel like we, I need to slow down or anything, just let me know. Uh, we got Brody over here in San Francisco for a minute. That was cool. Um, so, uh, you guys ready for number two? Do you have any questions on, on step one? No. All right. So you want to use a neutral backdrop. And what I mean by that is that you don't, you, I wouldn't want to film with all of this like clutter behind me because anything that'll take like the uh, casting director's eye that'll catch it. They'll be like, Oh, what's that sign behind him? Why are there, why I don't like the color of those cabinets. Who's that a picture of? You want to have a nice, like neutral blue, like a nice blue or a gray. You don't really want to use black. So no black backgrounds because like, so my, I have brown hair, but it's like a little bit wet right now. And I, it would just blend into the background and it would look like I kind of just have no hair, just a head. It would just outline it right there. And it just, anything that will distract from your performance and what you are doing. Does that make sense? Um, and also another side note, don't let there be any, like if you use a sheet, make sure it's like ironed and not wrinkly. Like some of these casting directors will be like, Oh, one does that have a little wrinkle in there? And it's like, but look at what I'm doing acting wise, you know? Um, so just do everything that you can to benefit you. Does that make sense so far? Very cool. All right. So step three, see, it's funny. I'm going to be saying all these steps and you'll say, man, those are like really simple. 
but they're often things that are overlooked because you wouldn't even think about it. So in step three is find a quiet room. Um, turn the TV off, silence your cell phone, um, tell your roommate or your brother or sister to stop singing or screaming, shut the windows. Um, nothing ruins a self-tape more than outside noise. I've had self-tapes where I was filming and I turned it in, it was for a class. And then we were watching it in the class and you can just hear sirens and the freeway. I'm like a half a mile from the freeway, but my microphone picked up the sounds of it. And that's all my professor talked about. He didn't even look at my acting. He just was like saying, oh, why, why are there sirens? So I had to really like soundproof my room. Um, it's going to look you're going to do everything you can to make yourself look as good as you can. But behind the scenes is often hilarious. If you see some pictures of people's setups, it's like there's like sheets on the windows blocking this. There's soundproof things. It's just like cluttered, but like beautiful on this side, a tornado hit on that side. So that's step three. Yeah. A quiet room. Then the more you do this, the more you will, have an ear for me like, oh, wait, there's a little buzzing. There's like a, mm, where's that coming from? Oh, like the printer is on. Let me just unplug the printer for the 20 minutes I'm doing it. And then, cause if you're, yeah, it'll get better and better. You'll develop an ear and then all day long, all you'll hear is, man, I couldn't film in here cause it's, it's not, it's too loud. Um, all right, that's step three. Any questions so far? Cares, comments, concerns? All right. We ready for step four? All right. No shadows. Um, you don't really want to use overhead lighting. Here, I'll show you. I got this light right here. It's kind of large. One second. I got this big old light right here. This is what I use. So let's see if I can use this. See how... So you want to... So, sorry. I'll regroup. The most important part of your audition is your eyes. If the director can't see your eyes, then they can't see your full emotion. They can't get a sense of who you are. It's so important to see your eyes. So if I have a light and if I'm just using the overhead light and it's like this, all right? But like, imagine it higher. See how you can't see my, my eyes that well? It's very, there's like a shadow cast. And there's like a shadow here, right? And then if I have the light just on this side of my face, you can't see anything here. You can see this eye a little bit more, right? But it's kind of washed out. You can't see this. You want to get it a light into a place where both of your eyes can be seen. So I like to use these big old lights just because like, I invested in them and it's something like I want to pursue, but just get a lamp, get um, a flashlight, like an iPhone flashlight like this. You just put that over there. There's without it. Watch this eye, you guys, you see, you ready? So here there's no light. There's a flashlight see how it just brightens it up. And you wouldn't think that's something that's important, but it really is just having that extra bit of light on your face to have no shadows. Shadows are important if you're like making the movie and the director's like, oh, I want to make this dramatic and only light half of their face. But for a audition, for a self-tape, you really want them, you want, they, you want them to see every part of your face equally. Um, you can buy these really cheap clip-on lights that'll just clip on anywhere and they have, they're kind of either like a like a button that you press or just like a switch that'll like stick anywhere. You can get them at like Home Depot or Lowe's super cheap. Like lighting these days is really easy. Um, the lights that I use, I got a pack, a kit. It was like $200. So if like somewhere down the line, that's something you really want to pursue. You can get lights and these will last me like my whole life. And they're really great. Um, so does anyone have any questions on lighting? That's like kind of a little bit, spookier that's kind of like a more in-depth no we good so far we holding in there you guys hands cramping yet do you need to stretch it out all right let's see so 
Who can tell me the difference between a monologue and a dialogue? Yeah, Tate, unmute unmute yourself and. Um, A monologue is just one person, then dialogue is between like two or three people usually. Right, right. So a monologue is like that big scene where, so basically kind of what I'm doing is a monologue. I'm talking to you guys. I'm telling everything. But when like Tate and I are talking to each other, that's a dialogue. Does that make sense? So a lot of times you'll get a scene and for the audition, it might be a monologue and that's great. Then that's just you talking. That's you doing your best to get that emotion to, um, to land the job. Right. But oftentimes you uh, it's a scene. So there'll be another character, another couple characters in that scene. So you need to get a good reader. That is number five, get a good reader. Um, so that means, so the reader's job is to sit off camera, off to the side, just below. So if the camera is, is right here, the reader would be sitting like, just like down here. So like they, they, they're kind of in charge of like pressing play and stop. And, um, so like I always, if I have a reader, I'll, if it's a girl scene, like I'll use my mom, if, if I'm at home, use my mom or my dad. But if I'm in, if I was like a school, I'd get like a good friend that can, um, read. So the thing about a reader um, to look for, if you are the reader or if you need a reader, these are things to look for. Um, a reader shouldn't take over the scene. They shouldn't be loud and over the top. They're, the reader is there to be a support, to help the person on camera get the job. Does that make sense? So, um, Yes. Yeah, so, and especially they need to be quieter because they're right next to the camera. So like on my camera that I use, I have a big old mic on it and that mic picks up really every single sound that is heard. So if the reader is right here, just like yelling into the mic, that's all they're going to hear. And it just takes away. It's another thing that's a distraction to the casting director. Does that make sense to you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Um, also there's a, you guys know what stage directions are? So it'd be like in the scene that'd say like, here, does someone want to explain what a stage direction is? Kiara, Kulissa, one of you guys? Um, I think it's, um, where you stand on the stage kind of. Yeah, it can be that it can say. Yeah, so it'd be like this person, they talk, 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 like, hey, I like your dog, said Clarissa as, and then it would say like, as she walks across down stage left, or if it was a movie, it would say like, as the camera sweeps across the scene. So make sure the reader doesn't read those things. They don't read the setting or the stage directions. Um, and that's something that you would think would be obvious, but it's again, one of those things that, um, is overlooked. And then it, our job as a self tape person, as we're doing the self tape is to look as professional as possible, even if you're 11 or nine or however old you are to look as professional as you can. That is key. Be professional at any age. Let's see. That's number five. Any questions so far? Oh, man. Am I doing a good job? Or do you guys just don't have any questions? Let's see. All right. Number six. Um, Check the slate instructions. Who can tell me what a slate is? Go for it, Tate. It's your name, sometimes your age, and what you're auditioning with and for. Yes, yes. So slates are used in theater and in uh, film. So especially for self-tapes, it's a time where you can show who you really are in just a few words. So sometimes, um, generally, the basic slate is name, age, and what you're auditioning for. Sometimes it's even just your name. Sometimes it's just name and age. It all depends on what the director says, and it'll be in the notes where it says, um, 
like where it says like, this is what you're going to be reading. And for your slate, say your name and age. And sometimes it'll ask for your profiles. Have you guys been, do you guys know what a profile is? And not like a Facebook profile, like an Instagram profile. You guys know what that is? Yeah. Tate. Is it like your type? No. So that's, that's something different. Your profile is just this, it's this side of your face. And then this side, it's just, so I can see all sides of you. So those are your profiles. So if you ever see that word in there and they say um, like name, age, um, head to toe shot. It's like they want to see a full body and then profiles. Now you'll know what that means. It, so on camera, it actually looks pretty silly, but I'm like, let's stand up. But it'd be like this. You'd be like, hi, my name is Ethan. Um, I'm 6'2 and I'm auditioning for the role of Peter, you know? And then they would do a, a full body shot. You can either do like a scan. So like you could like tilt it to see, or you can do a separate shot where it's just far back and you just, it, it feels very weird, but you, it, it's so that the casting direct, director can say, oh, that's, that's what they look like. And then you would do that. And then you'd go. That's literally, it's literally what you do. It's very weird, but they got to see it. Um, and then make sure that you slate separate from your scenes. So that means do your slate, film it. Like, hi, my name's Ethan. I'm auditioning for this, 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 and then cut. And then for, and then a separate video, then you can do your scene. So it gives you time to like, so that way you don't have to keep doing your slate over and over each take you do it just get your slate it's like 10 seconds of just smiling good personality um uh, casting directors love teeth they want to see you smile with your teeth i have a hard time with that but it's something you got to do i've never been a teeth smiler you guys anyone else like that i'm always a kind of guy you know let's see um so with these self tapes, it's going to, it takes a lot more work for you, the individual, for me to do, because you're in charge of the setup. You're in charge of, um, downloading it, editing it, uploading it to YouTube. And so it takes a little bit more knowledge and work from the actor. But if this is something we want to be doing, it's something we need to learn at any age. And the younger you can learn it and understand it, the better. So you guys are already ahead of the game here because it took me till high school and college to even learn these things. And especially with today, how we're all um, at home for most of the time, this is even more important. And this is going to become the new norm. There'll be less and less in-person auditions and more and more self-tapes. Um, who here has done any bit of editing like on iMovie or something like that. Anyone? Brody has, Tate has, Max has. Okay, so if you have uh, an iPhone or a Mac, there's a thing called iMovie. And that's where, for like all my smaller stuff, that's where I do all the editing. It's super easy. It's self-explanatory. And Brody, you're shaking your head like you really know what's happening. What have you edited on there? I made movies. I made a lot of movies on it. Oh, awesome! And I do it on an iPad. On an iPad, perfect. Is it pretty easy? Pretty, you can learn yeah, it. Pretty very easy. Awesome. Yeah. So just like Brody, you can learn it super fast. And if you ever have a question, Google it. Google is the greatest thing for an actor. Google is our best asset. Um, yeah, Max has it going right there. looks like he's done some editing or he's on it right there. Yeah, that's awesome. You just, you can, if you film it on your phone, then you can just go, bam, upload it right there, trim it a little bit, cut it, send it. It's really simple. Um, and then a lot of times they'll ask for a YouTube link. So when you upload it to YouTube, I don't have a lost you guys yet. You guys still, you're tracking along. Okay. So when you upload it to YouTube, um, make sure when you publish it, it says private or unlisted. I always use unlisted because then 
it's just easier to use unlisted. Okay. So it's like, it'll be like a little bubble that says, boom, unlisted. Then the only people that can see it are the ones with the link. So when you email the link to the casting director, um, they can see it and you can see it. So it's not out there for everyone to see. But if you do make something that you want everyone to see, uh, make that public. That's awesome. Um, start a YouTube channel. Start making your own things. That's that's the new, that's the future. Um, let's see. Have I, any questions so far? We're like halfway through. Nothing? All right. Um, so I kind of, I kind of mixed seven or six and seven together. So let would have skipped to eight. All right. Um, so number eight is use a tight frame, tight medium frame. So what that is, a frame is what the camera sees of you. So right now in our little boxes, our box is the frame. So when you're uh, filming, Basically, you want to do exactly what we are in, in where I am in this box. You want to be a medium. So it's like your chest to your head, and you want to have a little bit of a gap on the top from where your top of your hair is. So max, it'll be a little bit higher for you. And then where the end, where the screen ends, right? And then you want to have a ni nice room here. Um, you don't want to be like too far this way or too far this way. That's called, that's something else called the rule of thirds. And that's some, that's deeper than we need to go. Generally, you want to be nice and centered. All right. And then here up. Um, and then you want to be nice and still because on the stage, for those of you who have done stage acting, it's about being as big as you can. Right. And um, like to be or not to be like, it's like you, you're trying to talk to the, the old lady in the back row, right? Is that what they tell you? Because that's what they told me. Pretend there's like someone, like your old, your grandpa is in the very back row and you're trying to get him to hear you. In film acting, you're acting, if the camera's here, you're acting from you to the camera. That's it. That's as far as you need to go, right? So you don't need to be giant in your motions. If you're here, stillness is what, casting directors want to see because if you start moving too much when you're talking it's distracting and it doesn't look right and it doesn't feel right it it makes you like a little busy um almost if you see like actors that are like too big when they're doing this you're not going to get the job that's that's kind of how it is unless you're just super likable and they say we'll work with you which happens also um so yeah be still think it and feel it so it's about feeling the emotion of what's in the scene. Can someone try to explain what that means? Feeling the emotion, think it and feel it. What is that? What am I trying to say here? Yate? It's like connecting with your character and almost like method acting where you're relating to them personally on a direct level. Yeah, yeah. So Kate brings up something called method acting. That's a, that's a thing that um, some of the best actors out there do where they just become that character for months before they even start filming. And it's a bit extreme for like, uh, like a target commercial, you know, you wouldn't need to um, dive into the character of cool kid number three for a target commercial. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, really go, all right, so what would make this cool kid for Target a cool kid? Like, why? what about him is cool? It wouldn't be like that nerdy kid. You wouldn't play him as like a jock. You know, you kind of start thinking about that. What can I do to look cool? Like Max, he's just cool. Look at him. He's got that red jacket. He's got a cool look. He's got cool hair. He doesn't have to do much. Like me, I don't look cool. I look like like tall and lanky, you know, I would have to like think what can, what can I do to look cool? Right. So it's really just knowing who you play easy. So there's an exercise that we do in acting and it's called, um, I don't even know what we call it, but it's, they would make us sit on camera and just sit there like this 
for like 30 seconds to a minute. And then we would watch the footage back. And then the rest of the class would say like, what kind of roles they think that you could play without acting with just, with just your blank face. So if you're able to do that, get like some of your family members, your brothers and sisters, um, mom, dad, and just ask them what roles could I play without even trying? Because with just the way you look and the way you kind of present yourself, it's a fun exercise because oftentimes it's surprising because I'm more of like a upbeat, like extrovert kind of like fun guy, but my resting face, it just looks mad. So people are like, oh, you can play like that angry guy or like a cop, like without trying. It's like, but that's not me. I'm not like, you know, but that's just the way I look. So that's good to know that I could play that kind of serious, like uh, law and order kind of role without even trying. So that's a fun exercise to do. Um, so number nine is called is sit or stand, um, which is kind of simple, but a lot of times I do all of mine. I wouldn't say all of them. Most of my scenes or self tapes, I do standing up. You have more energy when you're standing up, when you're sitting down, you start to relax. You don't pay attention to what you're doing as much, but when you're standing, you can dig your feet into the ground and feel the energy of the scene because you're in charge of creating that energy because it's going to feel very strange to just be acting to a camera by yourself in a room. It's going to say, how can I feel that energy that I would feel from a crowd? Like when you're performing live and you have that, everyone's clapping and screaming for you. You don't have that in a room by yourself, but you have to pretend you have to act like it. you do. You have to act. It's just that. So, yeah. Um, but I have done scenes where I am sitting. Like I do a scene where I was in like a, like a, a circle group, like where we're talking about certain things. And um, I was sitting in it because you wouldn't be standing in like a therapy group, right? You'd be sitting in like a circle talking about your feelings. So I sat, but that means like I lowered my camera. I got, I lowered all my lights so that I would still be lit properly. Right. All right. Are we good so far? Any questions? All right. Eyeline is number 10. Eyeline. All right. So you never want to look directly into the camera in a scene. How many of you have seen a movie where they do that, where it's all of a sudden the, the characters in a scene and then they're like, so this was what happened today. You know, there's a, have you guys seen Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Anyone? Has anyone not seen Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Okay, I think just one of us. So there's a scene, you guys know, his name's Greg, right? The main guy? So you know how many he'll talk to be like, like, yeah, Fregley, he's a really weird guy. Like he's talking to him and then all of a sudden he'll go, well, last week, and then he'll talk to the camera. That's called breaking the fourth wall. It's kind of a weird term, but it means just talk, talking to the audience, right? And it's used every once in a while, but for the most part, it's not. So in a scene, you don't want to be talking directly to the camera. If you have a reader, you should talk to the reader that's just off to the side of the camera. So there's a thing called a donut, not the delicious food, but there's a ring around the camera right here. That's called the donut. You can technically look at any place around the donut while you're doing your scene. So if you wouldn't want to be right down the camera, you might want to look here or here and find something. So if the camera's here and I'm, I'm acting this way, I might look at that like poster that's right behind me. That might be my eye line. That's where I'm looking. And that's where you put the imaginary person that you're talking to, especially if you're doing a monologue. So there isn't a reader. You need to place your eyes like there is someone standing there that you're talking to. Sometimes I've had it where I'm doing a monologue, but I'll ask like uh, my roommate and be like, hey, can you just stand right here so I have someone to talk to for this? And it helps because then they can react with their face and then 
your face will start reacting a little bit more. It's just, again, little tips and tricks to make yourself look as good as you can and land the job. Let's see. Any questions on eye lines or any of the other nine? Yeah, Isla? Um, is there any ever a time that you would actually look at the camera or do you always look to the side? Yes, there are times and they would, uh, the casting director would tell you in the description, like with where the slate is and stuff, he would say, uh, deliver this directly to camera. Whenever, whenever it says deliver, that means say the lines directly to camera. And if not, um, don't, it, it, it looks, it looks like there are times when in like acting classes where we've had it, where you'll just see it, like they'll be acting and then they, their eyes just do that. They like shift. And sometimes even in like big movies, you can see actors accidentally look at the camera. And I always notice it because that's like all I do now is like analyze movies. But it's like, oh, oh, they looked, they looked at the camera. So even like the professionals that are making millions of dollars for this still mess up sometimes. But if we can start practicing these things when we're young, we're setting ourselves up for success, right? So does that answer your question, Nyla? Great. Any other questions before I move on? Okay. Um, number 11, set a time limit. Um, half hour to an hour max. Um, max, not you max, but max time limit. Um, so that means like once you have it memorized and you always want to be memorized, you want to be off book is what they'll say. Um, when you're filming, don't go film for four or five hours or don't film all day. You'll wear yourself out. You'll get mad. Um, do it for half hour to an hour of your best work and then look back and however many takes you did, whether it was like three to 10 takes that you did in that amount of time, find the best one, use it, send it, forget about it. There's, um, have you guys seen the movie Hercules, the Disney movie? Hercules. So the lady that played Meg, the main girl, she did a masterclass for us. Her name is um, Susan Egan. She did a masterclass. So I got to talk with her and she has a thing where if she ever did uh, an audition, which they didn't have Zoom like this or really do self tapes back um, in her day, but she would have a script. She would prepare, do all the work, go into the audition. And the second she walked out, she'd throw the script away and forget about it. That's what we have to do as actors, because on average, you get 50 no's for every one yes in like TV and film. OK, so it's like it, it hurts a little bit if you don't get something, but you can't let it do that. You have to just forget about it. And then you might get a callback or you might get the job and be like, oh, wait, what was this? What did I get? That's such a good feeling when you can just let go, know that you did your best and then wash your hands of it, move on to the next one, right? You can't go like two weeks later, be like, are they going to call me? I really hope they do. You'll wear yourself out with that. Um, so that goes with set up a time limit. See, I have a problem of something I call self-directing. It's when I'm doing a scene and I just can't get out of my head. I'm saying, like, as I'm doing, I'm like, oh, did my eyebrow move? Did my nose flare did it did i make a weird face did i look the wrong way um i have a big problem of doing that when i'm doing a self-tape because in that instance you are the director and the actor but you have to separate them you have to know and trust yourself and just do the scene and just live in the scene feel the emotion do all your preparation for it know exactly how you're going to say it be memorized and then forget about it. And then when you press record, just be in the moment, deliver the lines like a human. When people ask me that like, don't really know what acting is, I, they always go like, they'll ask like, so what, what is acting? How do you get in character? Like, how do you do this? I just say, be a human. That's all acting is, is being a human for other people. It's just being a human. And if you're playing a character, like if you're in like, like Mary Poppins and you're playing Bert, Bert's a human, be the human Bert, you know, or be the human Mary Poppins. She is a human. He is a human. It's just 
feeling real human emotions, but just in someone else's shoes, right? As actors, we're able to put on any pair of shoes that we want and fit into them, right? We can be whatever we want to be. Because my whole life growing up, like in elementary school, they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was always like, I don't know. And then, so I became an actor. And acting allows you to be anything. Like if I ever wanted to be an astronaut, you would spend your whole life like working towards that one goal. And then you could become an astronaut. But it's like, oh, I'd also, but I'd also want to be like a professional baseball player. You can't do both. But in acting, you might get a movie where you're an astronaut and you might get a movie where you're a baseball player. So you get to put on either the space boots or the cleats of, either, of those two jobs that you can do anything with acting. That's the, that's the most fun part about it. You can live life as different people and learn from them. And we're getting a little like philosophical up in here, but acting is awesome. And there's a lot more to it. And there's a lot more to it than people think. So acting is a real amazing thing. Um, any questions so far? Did I kind of lose you at all on that? Getting all crazy on you? All right, cool. So what are we on? 12? Um, 12 is always watch it back before sending. Because as much as it's good to just send it and uh, wash your hands of it, make sure what you're sending is good. Make sure that um, like when you're watching it, listen for like a dog barking in the background or a, a siren or um, like a refrigerator humming or making ice, you know, it's like all these little sounds that you wouldn't think about um, often show up on camera for some reason, because a camera hears everything. As humans, we have selective hearing. We can choose to hear our parents like telling us to be quiet or we cannot, you know, um, so watch it back. Make sure that it, you're not out of focus, like blurry or anything. Make sure it all looks good. Reread the instructions from the casting director. So you make sure you have everything you need. You covered all your bases and you can just send it, right? Does that make sense? Watch it back. Okay. Let's see. And the last step I have for you before we can just um, I'll open it up is, uh, look your best, right? Um, treat it like a real audition, make yourself camera ready. Um, do your hair, find a nice outfit and make sure you're well rested. Cause, um, like if I don't get a proper amount of sleep, which is like last night, I have huge bags under my eyes and I just look tired. So, um, they, they, they have stage makeup, so you can just get like a little bit I don't like wearing it, but I will sometimes if I just look like horrible, um, I'll have uh, my fiance put it on me. Um, but you just can get a little bit there. That's something you have to worry about when you're a little older. Um, but it happens. You sometimes guys have to wear a little makeup too, and that's all right. Um, so the thing is with like theater auditions, a lot of times the norm is to dress really nice. Like girls are in dresses with their hair back, um, nice makeup guys would wear like either like a nice button up or even a suit. And that's generally the theater audition in film. They want to see that character walk on. Um, what's like a movie that you guys have seen recently? Anyone? Anyone seen a movie recently? Yeah, Max? Um, oh, Jumanji? The one with the new one with the or the old one with Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't quite hear that, but either way, um, like for one of those certain characters, <laughs> I still couldn't see. That's all right. That's all right. Um, the point I'm trying to make is they don't like if that's like a jungle movie, you know, you wouldn't want to necessarily walk in with a suit and tie. That wouldn't make sense. You might want to walk in not wearing exactly like a safari outfit, something that might that they could wear a safari outfit. You know, they don't want to see like if you're going in for like the bad kid, like the like the bully, you don't want to go in with like pigtails and like a pink dress, you know, that wouldn't look like a bully. So they don't want to see in. Yeah. It's completely different acting for stage and screen for the stage. Dress nice. Look your best, sing your best, act your best on screen. They want to see because in film, it's all time is money. Time is money. So if they can see exactly what they're looking for, walk in the door, boom, you got the role. We're good. We can move on. That's how it is. It's a lot more fast paced. So if you have, let's see, if you're auditioning for, let's see, someone who is like, I already used the example of like the bully. So let's see an example of like, um, have you guys seen in, in uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Fregley? How would one of you dress if you were auditioning for Fregley, even if it was a boy or girl? Because Fregley is like a little bit weird, you know? I think he eats his boogers, you know? He's not clean all the time. He's just kind of like a, a weird kid. How would, you, how would one of you dress for that role? to try to land it, to say, oh, that's the person we want for this. What would you do? Anyone? Do we have anyone? I think I glitched out for a second. Yeah, Brody. see i think we'll get him unmuted there there you go there you go buddy. Uh, maybe a plaid shirt and jeans a plaid shirt and jeans i like that that's like a that makes me think of fregley honestly like a plaid t-shirt yeah and then like kind of like mess up your hair a little bit yeah. maybe some like fake glasses even yeah. right um you can be like, you can do those fun little things to be like, this is what I, this is my take on this character. So let me show you what I got. You want to be able to be nerdy and cool. You want to be, you can um, be di very diverse and be, you can be this like nerdy kid or you can be the cool kid. You can be the athlete. You could be the gamer. Act, uh, directors want people who are very multi-talented and can do a lot of different things. So those are all of my steps. And those are just a few of the things to really get you going. Um, again, with the camera, you want to make sure it's eye level. So you don't want it, like you don't want to be filming down. You don't want to be filming up. No one looked good from this angle. And you would look kind of small from this angle. So you want to have it nice and even this way. Does anyone have any uh, questions for me? Any question, not just what we talked about, just anything about the industry at all. About acting or any of the technical side of it. Any comments or concerns, cares, anything? What is... What is one thing, one or two things that you guys uh, learned that you didn't know before that you found interesting? Yeah, Tate? I learned what profiles are. <laughs> yes. 
profiles, very important. Um, and to review, that's just the sides of your face. So this is your front, left profile, right profile. Yeah, Kiara? Um, that you set a time limit when you're filming so you don't get stressed out. Yes, it's very easily, it's very easy to get uh, stressed out while you're filming because you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing well. But you can't be hard on yourself. You can't direct yourself. You have to just know who you are, be confident in what you're putting out there because you never know that might, what you are, just who you are, might be exactly what this casting director is seeing in their head, right? You don't have to say, well, this person might be better than me or that person might be better than me. It's you have what you have to offer and that might be exactly what is needed. That's a very important thing to know, to not get discouraged when you don't get the job. Because I almost got this one commercial one time. It was down to, so I had like a, a fake dad in it too. So it was like a father and son commercial. And it was me, who's a little bit taller um, than most actors in Hollywood. And they had a tall dad. Um, and then there, so that was my dad and me. Then they had a short guy and then a short dad. So it was down to us. It was out of thousands of people. It was down to these two groups. Um, they really liked me. I went to like, I went to like four auditions. So I auditioned and got a callback, callback, screen test. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to get it. Come to find out the cameraman was short. So they went with the people who were short so that he wouldn't have to stand on a box to film us. So that's not something I should take personally. I shouldn't say, oh, I didn't, oh, I'm too tall. You know, I'm my height and someday I will get something because of my height. So I can't say like, oh, they didn't like me. They, they probably really liked me, but it's just one of those small things. Maybe they wanted someone with blonde hair, but you have brown hair. It's like, you can't be like, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had the different colored hair. You know, it's just what they were looking for. That's their vision. It's nothing against who you are as a person, right? And someday the way you look will be exactly what is needed for that. And when you finally get that yes, when they're like, uh, congratulations, we'd like to give offer you this job. Um, here's the shooting days. This is how much it pays. It, it It's such a rewarding feeling, especially if you're putting in a lot of hard work to to uh, to get there um, because there are you have to understand there are a lot of no's like I said earlier it's 50 no's for every one yes generally and then that'll start to get a little bit better but there'll be times where you'll get like two or three jobs in a row and then all of a sudden for like six months you'll get nothing and you have to just push through those times right um, who here wants to pursue like film acting even more and like get an agent and that kind of thing. Max does Isla possibly Tate. Yeah. Okay. So has anyone tried to get an agent in LA? Like, uh, so Max has, do you have one? Yes or no? No, but you're, you're working on it. Um, that's good. Keep working on it. And, and if you do try to get one, just do your research on them. And if, if it's a case where they say, oh, if you give me this amount of money, um, then I'll, I'll be your agent. No. Agents work for you. You are their boss. You don't pay them until you get paid. So agents generally take like, they just take like a small chunk of what you make, but you never have to pay them up front. I've been to a place where they said, okay, um, that's all. I thought I, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll get this agent. Like I went and met with them and they wanted $5,000. And then they say, okay. And then we'll get you like pictures and all that. And I said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And I do have a couple agents now. Um, I have a commercial and print agent. So they're in charge of doing like, like if there was that target commercial, they would book that or like a target catalog to, for pictures. And then I have, what's called a theatrical agent and they're in charge of movies and TV and they work together to work for me. Right. 
And if you guys get an agent, they work for you. It doesn't matter if they're 50 years old, they work for you, right? But that doesn't mean you own them. That means that just money wise, but still treat them with respect. Cause if you don't give them respect, uh, they can just say bye-bye and um, then you're on your own trying to do that. But there, if you don't have an agent, you can still get jobs. There's casting websites where you can make profiles, go on there with your parents, submit for jobs on your own. Um, and what's really important right now is making your own content. Uh, Brody sounds like he's made some movies. Um, and like Kara and Kalissa, you guys have done some skits, it seems like. But just putting yourself on camera, writing a little script, write a two-page script, um, you and your friend, write a little monologue and film it. And so you have that. Make it look nice. Get the proper lighting. Use all these things that you've learned to make yourself look as good as you can, even if your equipment isn't millions of dollars worth of equipment. I was on set one time and they were using this lens that was like that big. It was huge and it was it can move on its own. And um, I didn't really know much about it, but I had a friend there who said, who was like, knows all about that. And just the camera lens, this thing on the end of the camera, not the camera itself was a hundred thousand dollars, just the lens. So that's not needed right now. That's the big budget stuff. This is all you need to go out there and make your own stuff. If you guys like singing or dancing, or you can ride a horse, or if you can hula hoop or anything that is like a special skill, film it and get it out there. Um, you can, you guys uh, know what a reel is? R-E-E-L, a reel. So what a reel is, is like if you've done commercials or you've done plays, you get footage of it and you make like a one to three minute video showing the highlights of what you can do. If you, if there's like a song you sing and you can, you hit like really crazy notes and you do a really crazy riff, put that in there. Um, I know someone who likes to ride horses. They like do like the horse jumping, like equestrian thing. And so they have a footage of that in there because it, as actors, when we start out, you know how like in movies, it's like you'll see these movie stars that can do all these different skills. Well, they're movie stars and getting paid to learn those skills. Us starting out need to already know how to do those to get the job. It kind of reverses when you go there. Does that make sense? So like instead of getting paid to be able to learn a new skill like horseback riding, um, they would try to, they would rather find someone who already knows how to horseback ride. But if they don't, but if you don't tell them or put it out there that you can do that, you may never get that opportunity to do that. So just any skill you have, film it, put it out there. It's really important. You'll never know like the weirdest skill that you have. Um, like my friend can do like the crazy eyebrow tricks. Um, you know, have you guys seen people that can do that? That can like wiggle them like and like to songs and stuff. He's gotten a job before just for that. Like in the casting thing, it says can wiggle eyebrows. And so, no, I can't do that. I can only raise one like The Rock, but that's it. So, and I've seen people that have gotten paid. They did like a Super Bowl commercial. Like, you know, the football game, the end of the year, they got one of those commercials just because they could wiggle their eyebrows. So there is no skill too weird and absurd that, that you shouldn't put out there. Any weird skill that you have, any voices that you can do, if you can talk like you're from England or from Ireland or Australia, or you can do voices of characters, of cartoons like SpongeBob or any of those, put those out there too. Those are hilarious. There's always things... Everything is being put on film, absolutely everything. So, and you have so much to offer that like Max or Kiara, Kalissa, one of you, anyone here, there's no one else like you out there. You just haven't been seen, right? So it's just getting yourself out there, putting yourself out there enough times to 
finally one day someone will say, oh, wait, that's, that's who we need. Okay, there they are. Cool. Give them the job. Easy. Have you guys, you guys know what Hairspray is not like, right? The show or the movie? Um, see, that's like my, that's like one of my favorite um, musicals. And uh, if you've seen the movie, the lady who plays Tracy, the lead, her name's uh, Nikki Blonsky, I believe. She worked at Coldstone, the ice cream place. And they, at Coldstone, they used to be able to uh, give them a tip and then they would sing. That used to be a thing like years ago. Um, she worked there, wasn't an actress, just likes to sing a little bit. Someone tipped it in there. She sang. That person ended up being a producer for the movie Hairspray. She got that role from working at Coldstone and singing, right? She, she didn't mean like, that wasn't even like a goal of hers, but you never know who will see what you're doing. So as long as you're always putting content out there, working on your own skills, you might land a job just from being you. Like Nikki Bonsky got Tracy just from working at Coldstone and singing a song about ice cream, right? So that's like, that's, there are stories like that. There's millions of stories like that. You can look up stuff like how they got the job. If you guys have ever heard of Brad Pitt, he's one of the most famous people out there. He's been in countless numbers of movies. He's been in Hollywood for 40 years or so, but he used to wear a chicken costume outside of a chicken restaurant and like hold the sign. That was his first job. So these famous people start where we start. They start by taking these classes. They start by learning. They start by doing self tapes and making them look better and better every time. And you gain that speed, you gain that momentum, you gain that knowledge, and then sky's the limit, right? So does anyone have any uh, final questions? I have no idea what time we started and I have no idea what time to end. So if we have any questions, uh, let's answer those. And if not, thank you guys very much for letting me talk at you. Yeah, Brody? My mom has a question. Okay, yeah. Sorry, quick question. When you're videotaping on the iPhone, I notice that there's different um, formats like HD, 4K. Uh-huh. Is there one that you recommend or can you do the, like there's HD 30, 40, 60, and 4K. Is there one that you recommend? If you have 4K capabilities, go 4K. That okay. is, that's like ultra HD. So like HD high definition is 1080. So okay. just 4K is like top notch. So it'll make a difference between. Yeah. Okay. So the issue with doing 4K is that if they need you to send it in an email, the mm -hmm. file size will be too big. So in that case, that's when you just upload it to YouTube and then send, and then them. send it to YouTube. Okay, great. Thank you. Yep. Are there any other questions? Yeah, Tate? So if you wind up getting a callback, are those usually in person or are they self-tape as well? I've had both. I've had it where... Um, I've had it every single way. So like I've had an in-person audition with a self-tape callback. I've had a self-tape audition with an in-person callback. It's really up to them. And you just kind of have to be able to lean with it, rock with it, get ready to um, be flexible and do whichever. Generally, callbacks will be in person. Okay. They'll do like a, they'll send out, boom, there's to everyone, send in your self-tapes, Let's get the best hundred of those to come in and call back. And then you might get another call back and then you might go to screen testing from there, but oh. be ready for it to be any of those options. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Do we have any last minute questions? And um, I can put my email in the chat if you want, and then you guys can email me at any time. I would love to help if you have any questions. If you ever get uh, an audition or anything, if you want me to look at the self-tape first before you send it off, I can do that. Um, Tammy, is that all right if I put my email in the chat? That's perfect. Yeah, do it. All right, I'll send this real quick. And then you guys can write that down. And honestly, feel free to use me at any time. I love this kind of stuff. So, um, okay.
I sent that in there. So feel free to write that down and email me if you have any questions about anything in the industry. That's what I'm going into. I work with a production company right now that I, I, I helped start called Blackwater Productions. And we're already producing a few movies, a few cartoons, um, a couple TV shows. So um, you'll hear from us. And then the more you get in contact with me, you never know who I'm going to need for these sort of things. So um, building connections with people is the best way to get a job because Blackwater Productions started off as a water company that I worked for called Blackwater. And then through that, I met people in Hollywood because we got Blackwater into a movie. And they were like, these producers in Hollywood are like, what's this? That's awesome. Let's market it. Let's start this production company. So through a water company I worked for, I'm now doing what I love through the water company. So it, you never know where things will take you. So always be doing anything. So I grew up farming. I didn't have any intention of any of this and moving to Hollywood and all that. I, I grew up on a pumpkin patch and corn maze. That's my family has that. It's like one of the biggest in California. So, but because of that, I can put on my resume or my acting can drive tractor, can use heavy machinery. Like you never know what skills you have. Don't be afraid to get like other jobs and other experiences. Those are the people who get farther in acting not the people who just do acting. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Go out and get other jobs, do, play sports, join other clubs, and then use that for your acting. I think that's some of, my, uh, some of the best advice I've learned over that time. But thank you guys so much. This was fun. This is my first uh, online teaching. So that was, it was fun. All right. Thank you, Ethan.